you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not a bunch. Another day, another week of uh, kind of depressing Cowboys football to cover. But uh, we, as always, we have the silver lining for you. We've got the uh, the good things to watch uh, to kind of keep you sane uh, as uh, it looks to be maybe another week of, of going uh, sinking back to earth and, and not, not playing the Bengals and, and actually playing a team that may be able to run the football a little bit and, and, and actually score some points. Yeah, the Cowboys will take on the San Francisco 49ers in Week 15. It's hard to believe that we're already in Week 15, but uh, this isn't the 49ers team that we saw in the Super Bowl last year. No Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, no Debo Samuel, probably no George or George Kittle, despite being him, you know, despite him practicing this week. Um, no Nick Bosa. It's just a very banged up team, very similar to what we're seeing with the Dallas Cowboys, but. Landon, we're going to talk about the five things that we're most excited to see in this game. And I want to start with Trevon Diggs and Donovan Wilson. It sounds like Wilson will be back playing safety for the Cowboys, and they really, really need him. They've missed him when he's gone. And then Trevon Diggs, it sounds like he's practiced over the last couple of days. He's got a shot to play in this game. How excited are you to see these two young defensive backs? Oh, I'm really excited. You know, I mean, again, you know, in a season where – there hasn't been a lot of great stuff to look forward to. We're trying to find the silver linings. Trayvon Diggs and 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 uh, Donovan Wilson have been two of the, of the of the only bright spots, especially in the secondary. Um, so for, to get them back, and, and and we talked about this a little bit. I thought it would be great to get them back to, just to play a couple more games, just to get a couple more games underneath their belt. Every game, get that momentum going yeah, into next season. And absolutely, right? like and, and, and you get some more tape, you get some more things to evaluate, uh, some different looks, and, and just uh, yeah, more to kind of feed your. Um, your information uh, for for your decisions that you have in the off season about you know whether we need to go get a replacement at safety whether you know what what's our cornerback depth look like uh, having these two guys who you know one of whom is obviously a, a, a going to be an established starter he was a higher pick in in digs mm-hmm. but but Wilson still I think kind of in the evaluation process where you know he comes back and he plays these two games uh, as well as he's played most of the rest of the season. I have a hard time believing that they're going to be out, you know, actively trying to replace him, you know, next year. He's probably an opening day starter in 2021, yeah, so, right? Especially when you consider how many other needs they're going to oh, have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact is, is that they're probably going to still have to find another safety, you know, and so. Uh, You're not a Darian Thompson believer. <laughs> I mean, you know, look. I mean, if you want to ride the Darian Thompson roller coaster, which it, it really is, <laughs> it's all up and downs. Um, that's that's fine, but I, I think you know, at this point. 
it might be time for the Cowboys to really start investing at the position. I mean, I, I think the good thing is, like we said, Donovan Wilson, you know, fell to them to a certain degree and has maybe developed into something. Uh, but I think it's time to actually spend some resources on that other safety position. If, if you're not planning on bringing Xavier Woods back uh, and I, you know, as good as he's been at times, he just has not been consistent enough, uh, especially this season, to make me really feel like we need to spend a lot of money there. Well, now, now let me kind of cut in there because I think it's going to depend, right? If he's asking for five to six million dollars a year, I'm out, right? I don't, I don't want to give him that money. But if he wants like fringe starter money, backup money, okay, I, I'm in on that. And then, then go out and spend a draft pick on a safety. If he wants to come back and try to compete for a job. I'm good with that. Do you agree? Yeah, or not? I mean, I actually don't mind him as a kind of utility defensive back. I wouldn't mind him as the kind of third safety, you know. And then Jeff Heath role, sort of, right? Yeah. Somebody that can play a lot of different. But he actually has more versatility than Heath. Uh, certainly defensively, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, you know, would. And again, I mean, I kind of wouldn't even mind him seeing a couple more snaps of him in the slot just to see what he can do there. Because I just, I think he, he is more valuable as a third defensive back who can kind of be a utility guy and do a little bit of everything for you than he is as a traditional mm-hmm. safety playing one or two of the one of the two positions at safety i agree um let's talk about trevon Diggs. you know we haven't seen him in a couple of weeks uh he broke his foot i believe it was after the philadelphia game i believe um, after he had two picks it, right i mean it's, it's after he had two picks so it uh I actually didn't think we were going to see him at all. I thought the Cowboys were just going to stash him on the injured reserve list uh, and then wait for 2021. But as you mentioned before, there's probably some value here in seeing him over the last two or three games of the season to build momentum, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if he's healthy enough to play, then there isn't a reason not to play him. I mean, he's a young player. He's not like, you know, this isn't, Zach Martin or, or one of your older players that you may want to make sure just make sure he doesn't get hurt. I mean, you know, look, breaking your foot is, is kind of a freak of nature thing. He's still young. I'm not as concerned about him getting some kind of lower body injury as you would be maybe some of the older players. So, yeah, it's I think for at this point, the risk versus reward leans more towards getting these guys more reps, getting these guys more opportunities. And again, it's not even just about developing the player it's about getting a better evaluation on the player and knowing what you have in that corner and that will help kind of feed and uh, your 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 knowledge to what you need in the offseason mm-hmm. even with even with digs because it's like if if you see more continued great effort from him uh, and that that can really inform you know what kind of cornerback you need to go do you need to go out and get a true another true number one corner or can you get by with maybe a second or third round pick who you feel like is a solid high floor player just to put opposite of digs and i i think that's something that you're going to get a little bit more information from these final two games i like it yeah, I do. I, I agree. I think that's the difference in drafting a Patrick Sertain or a Caleb Farley. I know we're not the draft talk yet, <laughs> not but we're, yet. we're inching closer <laughs> to that. Uh, the drafting those guys in round one rather than doing what the Cowboys did in 2017, right? Maybe you take a defensive end early and you go corner, corner in the you know day two. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we need to find out about Diggs over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it does sound like Anthony Brown is going to come back. Chidabe Owuzie will be back. So the Cowboys should have a much better se- uh, secondary than what we saw last week against Cincinnati. 
All right, let's go ahead and transition over to my favorite position, Landon, running backs. Uh, I want to talk about Tony Pollard. That, that was a joke yeah, yeah, to all you guys out yeah. there. Uh, we saw more of Tony Pollard last week, and I don't know if it was because Ezekiel Elliott was a little banged up dealing with a calf injury. Uh, Zeke did not practice on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. It sounds like the Cowboys are probably going to be careful here, and why not? They invested a lot of money in Ezekiel Elliott, but... We're seeing Pollard get a bigger role in offense. He's starting to create some some plays on special teams. It seems like every week now he's returning a kick back to midfield. Um, are you excited to see how Pollard plays against this pretty good 49ers defense still? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see more of what happens when you give Pollard more. Um, you know, I, I think that there has been at times diminishing returns the more carries and touches he's had at different points. I, I do wonder if his role isn't better as kind of a split backfield or, or, you know, a, 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 a change of pace back or just a traditional running back too. Uh, but, but I mean, there's really no way to know until you give him uh, the lion's share of the, of the carries and give him an opportunity to prove himself. So I actually thought last week, the way that they handled the backfield made a lot of sense sure, to me. Yeah, right? absolutely. Zeke was Zeke, Zeke was the short line, you know, goal line guy. He actually had a, a long run in that game for the first time in a while. And then Paul kind of, came in and Zeke had 14 or 15 touches. Pollard had 12. I like that. Keep that. I wish the Cowboys would use that kind of rotation going forward. I agree. And I think maybe that's what you're going to see a little bit more going forward just because you want to keep, you know, look, this is one of the first times that we've seen Zeke really have kind of lower body injuries and, and nagging injuries that have like kept him out of practice and potentially, you know, even come close to keeping him out of a game. So uh, mm-hmm. as you, you know, as he starts getting older, this probably is going to start happening more. And this is just what happens to running backs, as I'm sure you've heard. Uh, and, 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 you know, so I think that there's a certain element of trying to preserve that to give uh, him a couple less carries. And, and look, I, I don't disagree with the idea that it's gotten to the point now where uh, a f- closer to 50-50 balance is probably what's healthiest for this run game, just because... And I think it's better for both players, absolutely. right? You get Pollard more touches, you keep Zeke fresher, and I think keeping Zeke healthier, you know, fresher for the second half is going to be better for you long term. Yeah, and I think, you know, look, just as much as you don't want to keep you don't want to wear Zeke all the way down and and you worry about his total touches, I think you don't necessarily want to give Pollard too many touches either. You know, I just don't know. No, I agree. I think that I think he is better in small doses and and as you start to give him more and more carries, uh, he just he doesn't have the the play to play consistency that you see with Zeke, you know, and I think 100% agree. It, 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 but at the same time, you also don't get, you know, the, the Zeke doesn't have the, the kind of burst that, that, that you see with Pollard. So the explosive that, plays. That's yeah. Why and that's why I think they're, yeah. that's why I think they're a good combination. I and I think ultimately, maybe we do see not this year because you don't really need it, but maybe you see more two backfield sets where you use Zeke as a fullback or uh, pony sets. I I just think this is a good time of the last three weeks of the season to really develop Tony Pollard because he's a weapon. Find a way to get him involved in the offense without it feeling like you're just forcing him in there, right? Make him an actual part of this offense. It's making me think of Brian's song. I don't know if you've ever seen that old movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's like you got to move, he's moving to fullback and now you get the best of both worlds. You know, and look, I think that Zeke is probably, you know, he's, he's, he's been paid and I think he is such a, I mean, honestly, a team player and he loves football. He loves all aspects of right, football. So right. I, I don't think he would necessarily be totally opposed to something like that. I think he just wants to be on the field and playing and contributing like, and, I, and I, helping I, his team. Win. I honestly do believe yes. that. So, 
you know, whether that becomes more of a plan next year, and, and maybe it should be, I think it's something that you're going to get a better look at these last two weeks just be, by proxy of the fact that you don't want to give Zeke a whole bunch of these carries. So you're going to get a little bit of a healthier dose of Pollard, and you're going to see how he, how he and his body reacts to that. Well, I think Zeke's best trait is his competitiveness and willingness to sacrifice for the good of the team, right? I think he's always talked about how much – uh, he wants to win and how he's willing to be a blocker and do whatever it takes. He loves blocking. I think, yeah, he <laughs> loves blocking. Back, he I, really I, does love blocking. Right, yeah. right. I, I just think a, a split backfield here is the best solution for everybody. The Cowboys have Zeke locked up. That's not going to change. This will help you preserve him now and into the future. And I wonder if Mike McCarthy in that front office is finally starting to get uh, around to that same conclusion. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to something else that I'm really excited about. Uh, and that's Amari Cooper versus Richard Sherman. Not sure how much we're going to see of those two in this matchup because Sherman st- typically stays to a side, but I'm sure we will see it some. Uh, Amari Cooper having a, a fantastic season this year, uh, still on pace for about 1,200 yards and six touchdowns, despite playing with four different quarterbacks. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, not playing the last however many games. Uh, how do you envision that matchup going down between Cooper and Sherman? Well, I mean, it's it's two really good players. I mean, even Sherman at his advanced age is still playing pretty good football, uh, and and I think that you know it's it, it's it's I think it's really going to depend on the type of routes that that are going to be run. You know, I I, I tend to think that uh, Sherman is. You know he's not he's not quite the physical specimen that he I mean he never was like an incredible uh you know elite, elite, elite athlete, athlete. Yeah. You know? yeah it was always sure. about being a very long smart corner with with great instincts who you know former wide receiver with good ball skills understands the position understands what he needs to do um, so you know obviously they're not going to put Coop, uh, Sherman in a whole bunch of spots where he's one on one with Cooper in a situation where they're running parallel down the field, you know, I, right, I, they're going right. to press, they'll, they'll probably press Cooper with Sherman, uh, but give him help over the top, whether that's two man or, or, you know, just having a bump and run or, or whatever it is. Uh, Sherman will have some help over the top because yeah, I mean, I feel the, the battle that will be interesting is, is Cooper versus Sherman at the line of scrimmage, right? Oh yeah. Getting, get, Cooper yeah. getting off the line of scrimmage, uh, with his foot, with his footwork, Sherman, you know, maintaining patience and keeping his feet, you know, settled and waiting for Cooper's Cooper. one of the best guys in the league coming off the line of one scrimmage. Of and Sherman best. loves playing at the line of scrimmage as well. That's, you're right. That's, that's the matchup to watch is like within the first five yards of the because line. Because after of scrimmage. that, I mean, either, either Cooper's going to get off the line of scrimmage. And if he does, then Sherman's in trouble or Sherman's help is going to help him uh, or, or he's not. And, and then likely Sherman's going to be the one who wins that round. So, but yeah, I would say that the, the, the chess match, I mean, not to bring that up with someone who loves chess in Cooper, the chess match between these two, uh, you know, veterans and, and very skilled players at their positions uh, mm-hmm. uh, of, or, you know, getting off the line of scrimmage, all the techniques that, that each of them use to get off and, and stay, keep a receiver on the line of scrimmage, they're going to be all thrown at each other. And, and that kind of back and forth uh, is, is really going to be something to watch and, and, and just seeing what Cooper can cook up to try to get away from Sherman and, you uh, you know what Sherman has already seen before and is, is not going to be fooled by. Yeah, I say this on Twitter every week, but I don't think there's a player in the world that can that can cover Cooper on a slant route 
this might be the exception, Maybe. right? This is the one guy in the league that is really good at it. Yep. Uh, and you mentioned how, you know, if Cooper can win off the first five yards of the line scrimmage, it's over. I, I might disagree a little bit there because I don't know if Andy Dalton's throwing the ball down the field very much, well, very accurately. Well, winning, so, winning so down I the really, field and catching the football may be two different sure, things. So, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I, I think this is just a, just a fantastic matchup, and I'm really excited to, to, to watch it. So uh, let's go ahead and transition over to the defense. Uh, Landon, I don't know if you, you've noticed this year, but the Cowboys' run defense is not very good. Oh, yeah. And Kyle Shanahan, and it doesn't really matter what running back it is, because hashtag running backs don't matter, but he can find a way to get elite, elite rushing production despite backup quarterbacks, despite backup running backs, despite their tight end not being in there. How do you think the Cowboys are going to fare against this rushing attack on Sunday? I mean, they haven't fared well against most rushing attacks, so I can't imagine that they're just going to suddenly start here. I mean, they're on historic pace to give up something like the most uh, rushing yards in, 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 you know, history or what certainly Cowboys history. Uh, you know, I, I just I think that the whole situation is not gotten any better. I mean, you, you've seen what we've gotten back in some of the uh, uh, defensive backs who have gotten healthy. Um, but but mm-hmm. but there really hasn't been that same kind of relief on on the on the defensive tackle side. I mean, they still are dealing with the same players that they've had. And, and, and frankly, it's been, you know, you talk about the roller coaster. That's what we've we've been experiencing, right? It's still been the up and down of Neville Gallimore, and and you know, th- there were snaps last week. He looked incredible, and 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 you could see how he could develop and be a great player. Uh, but it's just not consistent yet. And then everything around him and behind him, it's it's a lot of the same. I mean, Antoine Woods. I mean, he's he, he's giving you a, a similar level of consistency which is just not much i mean it's 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 a good play no. it's a good play it's a terrible play it's a terrible play it's a terrible play it's a good play and then you know you got guys justin hamilton who is you know just not just not an nfl starting defensive tackle no. uh and then tyron crawford who is 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 a square peg in a round hole playing defensive tackle he's doing everything he can uh he's giving his best effort but it's just difficult in the run game and, and he's certainly not built to take on double teams or or you know and i think you know against san francisco this week with the wide zone you have some penetrators you have some guys who if they can get through the line of scrimmage they could chase things down and the other part of that's really good for the Cowboys is that they've got at least one extremely good edge run defender and in, in, in DeMarcus yes. Lawrence, probably yes. the best in the league, right? And so I think with the wide zone, you'll see them trying to run away from DeMarcus Lawrence. They'll try to run at uh, Randy Gregory or Alden Smith or whoever's playing the opposite side. Uh, and so you're, what your hope here is, uh, if, you're, if you're trying to win, is is that you know, DeMarcus Lawrence can, can, can chase a, a running back down on the backside, that, that you're going to find penetration uh, by Neville Gallimore, who's going to be able to get in the backfield. And then, you know, this is the key thing with him, is that he started getting more and more penetration, but he's got to finish. He's got to make the mm. tackle. He's got to get the guy to the ground. Uh, and so, you know, hope that's the hope, is that the Cowboys have found some ways to get penetration at times the problem is is that it's been extremely rare where the Cowboys have been able to get penetration and then make the play behind the line of scrimmage right. and right. then the the issue compounds itself because the second guy there isn't making tackles so it's missed tackles and not making the initial tackle and, and by the time the running back gets to the secondary obviously it's too late the, the Cowboys also need their linebackers to play better I actually thought Jalen Smith was pretty good last week maybe one of the better games he's had of the season 
Can't say the same for Leighton Van Der Esch. He really, really needs to play better. Uh, if those two guys can play better, and, and again, we know that the interior defensive linemen in front of them aren't good, no. but these guys can't miss tackles in space. They can't be taking bad angles. They can't be just missing assignments. Those two are going to have to play an, at an elite level uh, to get some stops in this game. You're already you're um, already at a disadvantage with the defensive tackle play. You can't compound it by by having bad tackling, and that's and that's what you're talking about. That's what's been happening with Jalen and Leighton Vander Esch. Yes, it's been it's been a struggle for them because of what they have in front of them, no doubt. But you can't make that worse by missing the tackle when you get the opportunity. Correct. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is. Cowboys center Tyler Biotish. It seems like he is on track to play on Sunday. Now, we haven't got any official word yet, uh, but he was working at center. Joe Looney was working across the offensive line this week. Uh, they need him back because this offensive line just isn't as good when Biotish, their rookie center from Wisconsin, isn't in the lineup. How excited are you to have him back on the field this week, Landon? Yeah, it's very excited. I mean, he was one of the guys that I was really upset about when, they, when he got injured because, I, I mean, again, if anybody, I mean, really anybody out of this whole group that you really want to see get more and more of these snaps, I mean, Diggs is is it's great young player. You definitely want to see him get more snaps and see more wide receivers. But for me, Tyler Biotish getting in there and just seeing all those fronts every for the last two weeks, he's going to see all these different fronts that he gets, and and each one of those is going to be a tool in his tool belt in the future, a, a thing that he's seen before, and now he knows how to handle that. He knows the correct call, correct. and and I think that those are the things that are invaluable. You know that that I that he needs the opportunity to see. All the different things that a defense is going to try to throw at him, help the quarterback, whoever it is at this point, identify what's happening and make the line calls. And, and, and just any opportunity he can do to he can get to get, get out there and do that and to you know be the one making the line calls to, to help organize the offensive line. It's just going to help for when you need him next year to do that right. at a very high level if you want to make a run uh, at the playoffs or the Super Bowl. I'm really excited to see him because he, when he was in there, he played really well. I think there's some things he needs to clean up. He's got to get his snaps back faster. I'm really yeah. hoping he works on that this offseason. Uh, but a lot to like from what we saw in the first half of the year. And this has a chance to be a pretty good draft class for the Cowboys when you consider uh, we know what CeeDee Lamb kind of is. Trevon Diggs, you know, we, they're arguably their best cornerback already. Gallimore is starting to play quite a bit. Biotis is having a, a pretty big role. Uh, we'll see what Bradley and I and Reggie Robinson do, but uh, a pretty fun draft class already for the Dallas Cowboys. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game, and we will see you next time.